bothers or concerns you, then we should talk about it. It is not just about the talk, it is the totality of truth in the talk. True Talk with Chris Abel on Ket Africa Podcast on Anchor.fm. Hi there, my name is Chris Abel and you are listening to the Chris Abel Talks Africa Podcast on Anchor. Get involved. Hi there, beautiful people. Welcome to episode one of True Talk with me, your host, the one and only, the one who loves you, the one who cares about you, Chris Abel. Now, if you listen to the Late Night Show, that's LNS on my podcast, uh, you should know that this is how I welcome my listeners. And if you did not know this, welcome. Uh, don't forget to check for other exciting episodes and shows on the podcast for your entertaining exploration, including my music show, Hit Beat Lyrics, where I get to dissect, assess, and analyze your favorite artists and their banging new songs, including their lyrics and their beats. So do well to explore. True Talk. Now, here on True Talk, it is more than just talking about what concerns us as young people. Uh, it is more so a show that gives us an in-depth look uh, into the talks and the totality uh, of truths in them. So get ready for uh, a fun ride because I know say I think they pain me for this country where we did so now so you take the pain some of uh, all right so on this episode of True Talk I'm gonna be talking on Odi Massacre, Boko Haram and SARS the audacity of irresponsibility. Now how this relates and the the entire idea for the topic today is what we're going to look in uh on the show today now i need us to agree for once that the biggest problem we have in nigeria and in africa as a continent is that there is too much boldness in showcasing irresponsibility and we simply just swallow this without any form of adequately implemented punishable sanctions right because i mean i was online the other day and um I came across this post uh, on Instablog precisely, and the caption for this post says, Shekau, uh, the alleged Boko Haram leader, gave, or rather was given reasons as to why he murdered, or why they murdered 78 rice farmers in Bornu. And I read that caption, I read that headline, and in my head I'm like, you are bold, you've killed 78 people and you're giving reasons, and the only thing, or rather the only reason uh, that comes to my head why that would happen, or rather why... Uh, we would see something of such after you killing somebody as a terrorist group in a country that you are uh, residing in, you see come out and give uh, a press statement is that is because we have an irresponsible government, right? Because I mean, Boko Haram has been terrorizing the country for 18 years. That's since 2002. Now they came out and they gave that reason. And when I was reading it, I was already pissed. I was irritated. And I like to go into the comment sections when I, uh, come across posts that interest me okay because i like to see how people think and the first comment i my, i saw was it says the audacity and i literally was replying immediately i said yeah yeah like how de- like the boldness the f entry right so i went further down and i saw this comment from this user uh, at is siri now is a siri with a q uh his comment he said in 1999 uh, OBJ declared airstrike and wiped out Odi. The government doesn't want to end their Boko business. Now, uh, this comment was what actually inspired uh, the topic for this episode on True Talk. Okay. Now, when I saw that comment from Isikwesiri, I, I I'm very inquisitive. So I went on Google to go find out what happened at Odi, and then it brought out Odi massacre. And I was reading the story. If you don't know about this, you should actually Google it too. 
now, reading the story, I could remember that back then when it happened, as at the time it happened, now all the massacre happened uh, in November 20th, uh, 1999. And the NSARS uh, lucky happened October 20th, 2020. So I don't know the date relation or correlation, but I just want to put it out there. Okay. So reading the report for for on what happened in November 20th, 1999 in Odi, uh, at the end of the day, uh, it wasn't, it's not a site I would have wanted to be held where if I was, if it was back then, I wouldn't want to say this because even from the photos I saw, it was heartbreaking for me to see these people dead, roasted like animals, like meat for one celebration or something but these were human beings children were burnt houses were destroyed burnt and all that and this was because of the military invasion that happened in od in 1999 right and apparently obviously uh during the time of uh, president uh Lucia Gunabasimbo was when this happened and was obviously according to the report the then government gave the order for the nigerian military to invade Odi, which cost what it cost at that time. Terrible. Okay. Uh, even as at 2019, as at uh, last year, uh, Premium Times had um, Premium Time Premium Times had an interview with one of the chairman in Odi, and he was saying that they would never forgive uh, Obas and Joe and some other names mentioned and all that. So uh, go on Google and read that news for yourself uh, in Odi. Just type Odi and you get to see that. Now, what I'm trying to say here is the government is quick or was quick to send militaries to invade and apparently supposedly create calm in Odi, same way they sent military to invade uh, the, the protesters or Leki Togit during the NSAS protest, right? So if they are quick to do this with the military, why do we still have Boko Haram? terrorizing us for 18 years and they're still here why is the government so irresponsible to actually tackle Boko Haram because I can tell you with my chest in my hand boldly that as a tech enthusiast and as a tech professional it is very easy it is not rocket science to get Boko Haram it is reported that uh, Boko Haram the Sambisa forest that's where they say their hideout is and all that. Now, I was reading, I was making research into Sambisa Forest. Uh, there are mountains and, and yes, it's a big old space and all that. But if the Nigerian Defense uh, Department or the Minister of Defense and Minister of Information know exactly what they're doing, or if they are responsible enough to do the things that they are supposed to be doing, I mean, taking down Boko Haram should not be too hard or too difficult. There is just no functional system of accountability in the country and that is another problem that we are facing in this country. Concerning the lucky shooting, uh, today a governor says I was not part of it. Tomorrow the military says the governor was part of it. Next tomorrow the military says we did not use uh, live bullets. The other day they, they come and they say, uh, I mean, where is accountability? Why don't we have a proper structure that says okay if you do the things that you're not supposed to do you are going to be punishable or rather you will be punished and all that blah 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 and actually effect this uh, punishment and sanction so that at least people know how to learn or correct or not to want to fall victim of these things you can't just come out and be irresponsible 
uh, in public because at the end of the day, you are showcasing this irresponsibility on a global level. Now, let's ask ourselves this question. Uh, Boko Haram, Sambisa Forest, like, like from information we gathered that uh, they're in Sambisa Forest and Sambisa Forest is a part of Nigeria. It is not bigger than Nigeria, right? It's a part of Nigeria. So are we trying to say now that as big as the country is and as modern as the day has been, such as 2020, where technology has advanced crazily across the world, we can't have technology that can help us get Boko Haram? Now, let me let, let, let me educate us on something quickly. Now, this is what I'm thinking, right? There are things called drones. So, firstly, the defense ministry can send drones into Sambisa Forest, a probably advanced kind of drone that is equipped with cameras and all that, and um, heat recorder that can literally let you know how many uh, persons or how many living persons, because obviously with the heat, are in Sambisa Forest and all that, right? So you can do that. To know what you're dealing with because first of all you need information you need data to work with what data do you have how many how many how many book around people are there in Zambisa forest do they have wives do they have children do they have mates so these are the questions you want to ask for you to be able to work now another thing that you need to ask or another thing that the, the, the defense ministry needs to ask and uh, information ministry needs to actually focus on to and do is how do these people get supplies because if they're going to be here for 18 years They've been feeding, they've been living, they've been spending, they've been existing as human beings. And you can't tell me they've been confined to one place and then all they eat is one type of food for 18 years. No. So where, what channels do these supplies come in from? How do they communicate to the outside world? Because at the beginning, I said something. Now, they made a press statement. This was a press, the press statement that Chekau gave why he murdered the 78 people was a video. He made a video. So if they have... A modern day device to record image videos and then push out distribute that are you trying to tell me now that the, the Boko Haram people this terrorist group have more sophisticated uh, advanced uh, technology than the entire country because if we are going to ag agree that they don't have more sophisticated um, devices than the entire country I like to believe that Minister of Information uh, we should be able to track their digital footprints so if they are going to make videos and they're going to share it and distribute it via a network at either secured or private or not or public, we should be able to track their digital footprint. Somebody's going to say here now that, oh, he's watching too many American movies and all that, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I am a tech graduate. I graduated with, in, in, for, with information technology uh, at Apprentice of Technology. So I, I, I firsthand, I have practicalized these things from my year one uh, year two first second semester i was already designing atm machines we were designing softwares i was yeah a lot of the people that i graduated with from school would attest to this because a lot of them are doing big things and great things with technology which is why i'm so bold and confident that if the government start being responsible and invest in things that actually concerns or rather that matters or that are important to us we will make a headway okay now these drones can be sent into Sambesa Forest to get this information to be able to help uh, the, the military, uh, the, the, the defense department do their work. So, like I said, 
all the channels of distribution for, to get supplies via sea, via land, via air, block this channel. When you block these channels, they will be forced to come out and then you can strike or something. I mean, it is this same country that we were in where uh, when an American citizen was kidnapped and it was after the entire operation, which took them, uh, say, four days, Max, if I can remember that story, that report, four days. So we didn't even hear about it until this American has been rescued uh, and taken back to America was when we heard the story. How clean. So what is actually stopped? Now, it begs to question to see, is Boko Haram actually government business? Because why I'm asking if it's government business is if the, if the government know the basic things to do to get Boko Haram, why is it not being done? Because at the end of if we if we don't have the resources, the finances, and the manpower or what have you to actually tackle Boko Haram, then we know we don't have it. And now it's time to start calling for international um, hand to assist us. Because we can't keep living with the terror and fear and, oh, Boko Haram is going to... Like, come on, it's been 18 years. 18 years and we can't fight a terrorist group. So what happens if a group stronger than Boko Haram decides to emerge? We're done for them. We're literally all done for. Questions we're not asking. Who supplies Boko Haram with their guns? If they're not buying it internally in the country here in Nigeria, then it's been supplied from outside Nigeria. What channels do these guns or these ammunitions pass through to get to Boko Haram? Ask that question and you make a headway towards solving the problem of Boko Haram. Because when you know where the guns are coming from and where they are passing through to get to the Boko Haram people, you know how to trace, follow, and attack these Boko Haram people. These are the information that should be available to the uh, defense ministry in the first place, right? Now, who is the manufacturer? What business is supplying? Because if you claim, now let's be let's be realistic here. If reports have been made that Boko Haram, Boko Haram, Boko Haram has been killed, some of them have been killed, some have been arrested, you recovered ammunitions from them. Some of the information that you should be uh, concerned about is that gun, the, the ammunition you recovered from one of the Boko Haram people. Where did it come from? Trace the gun. Yes, I watched too many international movies or too many foreign movies. Don't blame me, but you, they, I can't keep seeing that these are possibilities that happen in the foreign uh, countries that we like, adore, and admire, and not think it can be possible in my own country, in my own home. You recover a gun from a, an arrested Boko Haram member or a, a killed Boko Haram member, and you're not trying to figure out the bullets in those guns, the details of those bullets, where it came from, the manufacturer who sold, who sold to the buyer from the manufacturer, or rather who bought from the manufacturer, the bullet, the gun model, or, or except you're telling me Boko Harams are using locally made weapons. And if they are using locally made weapons and still causing this damage or still strong enough to do this, then what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that the, uh, the Nigerian military is, um, yes, not good enough or the country is not good enough or uh, equipped enough to get proper ammunitions better than what they are making if they are making locally uh, made weapons? So apparently they are using sophisticated weapons and these weapons have details. Except somebody is letting these things slide. Except somebody is letting these channels uh, uh, um, porous. Except somebody is making it 
easy for them to get supplies unless somebody is making it easy for these ammunitions to come in unless it's easy for these people to just come out of some basal forest and go into cities and nearby villages and blending unless that is happening thinking that some group of people at the top level of government is actually sponsoring this Boko Haram is not far-fetched and that is the truth it only just pains me and breaks my heart that people have to suffer for other people's irresponsibility so because you decided to be irresponsible with the things you're supposed to do that you're not doing another person has to suffer probably lose your lives or something and it just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense right all right guys we've come to the end of episode one of true talk on cat africa podcast on anchor.fm don't forget to check for more updates and information on instagram facebook and twitter with at cat africa also don't forget you can send us emails with ketsafrica at gmail.com with all of your comments as well it's christmas uh it's december it's christmas the christmas season is here the festive period is here and it's a time for celebrating sharing in love and in joy uh Kets africa has created an initiative we've partnered with um an international organization in dublin island and this initiative uh is aimed at feeding 100 families this christmas so smile at christmas uh is going to be feeding 100 less privileged families uh across those states this christmas now although this initiative plans to cut across several states in the country nigeria the flagship location and the kickoff location is a dose state uh, nigeria so do well to check on the bios and tl of our pages online with ket africa and know more about this and how you can be part of this we've also called out for volunteers so do well to check for the volunteer registration form which is already made public for you to be part now don't forget what we preach here on ket africa podcast it's always love so do well to spread love and share love wherever you go it is still your one and only the one who loves you the one who cares about you chris abel until episode two of true talk bye bye